favor. This is one more. I'm for sure going to Dallas. I don't know that I'm going back to Houston. You didn't have a good time? I had a good time. Uh, I but you're like, been there, done that. Sí. Ya fui el año pasado. Y ahí yeah. ya pues ya ganamos. Fui a... Uh, no, fui a... He ido a Dallas y no hemos ganado. So I kind of want to... You might be... You think you're the bad luck? I'm going to say. <laughs> I Are might just be, Because yeah. <laughs> I, I went to see Madrid too y perdieron los cabrones, so... Oh, yeah, in, in Las Vegas? Vegas yeah. Oh, dude. Hey, I'll tell you what, if... if if ever, like, if you ever have Barcelona and Real Madrid play in a Champions League semifinal, vuelve los dos partidos, porfa. Oh, absolutely. I no, mean, porque como andas yeah, no, y pierden I, y pasamos. We, we already gone through that. <laughs> I mean, that started when I went, what, was it 2011? Yeah. 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 Desde entonces, I've been, wanting, I've been wanting to see that shit in Champions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's an, uh, we have a buddy that, um, he's a big Man United fan, and... He's actually he went to the uh, FA Cup. Este uh, Davos Gozi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was telling me he had a London trip planned. He's like, I don't care if if I'm if I'm in England, I'm gonna go to the to the Man U game. That's the thing about traveling. If you're in a city where there's a big game that week, yeah, you'll make you'll find a go, you'll, yeah, you'll find a way go. to get there. Well, we also have a, a a friend, a mutual friend, Cisco. He was in oh, he was in Barcelona, Barcelona That's and right. Madrid. I saw him like over the week. Shit. I saw so. him touring uh, Camp Nou, Camp and Nou. he was like all over Barcelona. Yeah. Honestly, man, Barcelona's a beautiful city, man. Yeah. It's real nice. He was, like, going over, like, all the historic parts, the gothic part, mm -hmm. like, the uh, Parque Güell. Like, there's a lot of nice places out there. Maybe I'll go this year. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? It's it's in process. <laughs> but I need funds. And, you know, if you want to book a session so I can pay for my papers, just holler at me. Uh, subscribe to the OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, subscribe to, to the Richie's OnlyFans. <laughs> He's, he, doesn't sell, the promotion. he doesn't sell feet pics. He sells bald pics. Enseña la rich. Ay. You know what? I don't think I've ever recorded uh, <laughs> an episode with my bald head, so hey. I'm going to take it off. Okay. I'm a big fan of balds. Yeah. Ay, starting, yeah, with, yeah. starting with Richie. Of course, you got Pep. Of course, you got uh, <laughs> yeah. Eric Ten Tenkagen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of balds, dude. <laughs> Hey, speaking of, you know the the only the only uh, I'm gonna, I'm keeping my my uh, my head head right here because just in case I hear a a, a, a little a little knock or a little like hey, I'll, I'll, keep a I'll keep a lookout. I keep a lookout. Cool, cool. Or you know, you guys hear a Sheba crying. <laughs> That's I have my 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 boy outside. Uh, he's good. He's you know taking a nap, but just in case. Um, welcome to otra por favor. Otra por favor. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing great. Oh uh, man, man, lovely. Yeah, lovely weather. Love it outside today. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's that nice crisp uh, where Texas doesn't know what it is yet. Doesn't know if it's spring. Doesn't know if it's summer. It's kind of a little bit in between. Yeah. The weather's kind of like Josh Wolf or Ricardo Osorio. Este Juan Carlos Osorio. <laughs> yeah. You know, changing up the 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 lineup. Yeah. They don't know what's going on. They're just right now. It's like a Concacaf uh, um, Champions League. You know, you rotated the whole squad. The weather might make an own goal on itself. We yeah. don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, basically, we went from like a nice, almost 90 degree weather a couple of weekends ago to like super cold this weekend. Yeah. 
And then right now it's like raining and it's like 70 degrees. I don't I know. know what's going to be tomorrow. Maybe sunny. I know. Maybe, maybe it snows. So. Yeah. So. Shit. Nah, I think we're done with that. But <laughs> it is uh, March 21st, the beginning of the astronomical uh, spring, spring equinox. So it's Salud, spring. It's officially spring. A ver que nace. A ver que nace de esto. Hey, and uh, shout out to our sponsors, Hop Squad, for providing this uh, wonderful Dr. Montopoulos. You know, uh, Speaking of Fontopolis and, and Hop Squad, man, I appreciate you guys. But I, I sorry, we we haven't gone and, and picked up a batch because we still haven't finished the ones from, you know, the batch from the two weeks ago. We'd like to savor our beers here. Every taste, we take it slow. <laughs> savor it. Well, we, la, we, we do the, what do we, you call we it? We swivel it. We swivel it. Swivel we swivel it. Un you, you let it aerate. You, you drink one. it with your pinky. Huh? La hueles. Este sabe a Montopolis. This is Hop Squad. This isn't a hot Miller High Life or nothing like that. You enjoy the beer. You exactly. Know exactly. Yeah, man. Um, but anyways, um, we are, I'm, I'm glad to be back, man. And, and, you know, thank you for everyone that has listened to our, you know, content, whether it's listen to it on Spotify or watching the YouTube. We appreciate it. Any, any input, any, 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 you know, anything we get from you guys is always welcomed. Um, and, and it was it was pretty cool that uh, after Bali and, and uh, Primo's episode, uh, we got a pretty, like, in-person, you know, like, people saying, like, oh, it was a good episode. Um, and that's what we wanted. You know, we wanted to highlight, you know, their content and what they do with uh, We Are Some TV. We also wanted to highlight a little bit about them. And actually, um, the Saturday after we recorded the episode, Bali's mom, I saw her at uh, Hop Squad. And she's like, hey, Richie. Otra, por favor. And I'm like, oh, thank you. She's like, I'm Bali's mom. So, you know, so good to meet you guys. And thank you. It was a great episode. So, oh, that's um, cute. We, moms are our greatest yeah. fans. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was pretty cool. Um, and uh, today, we, you know, we, we were pretty much back in the uh, fan segment. Uh, one, of, one of the 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 new formats we started last year. We're picking it up, picking it up back again with our friend Neff. He was here, uh, when was it, October last yeah. year, give Sometime or take? Sometime last yeah, year. Right before playoffs. Under, before un, playoffs. Uh, under absolutely different circumstances, Way both different. domestically and internationally. Yeah. 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 But welcome back, <laughs> Neff. I'm, I'm excited that you're here. We got a lot to talk about. We got uh, yeah. this weekend, this past weekend was full of classicals, derbies. You, we had the Barça-Real Madri Real Madrid match. We had the El Clásico Regiomontano with Tigres Monterrey. Uh, we had the... Clásico Nacional with Chivas in America, yeah. and then derby. we had our own like little uh, our own derby. our own derby here in the MLS, uh, yeah. Dynamo mm -hmm. and Austin FC. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. From all of the Clásicos and the teams you go for, cómo te fue? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I got slapped here and I got like rewarded there. So you know, I honestly, no, honestly, for, when it comes to the Clásicos, yeah, domestically with Austin FC, yeah, we did get we did get smacked a little bit. Personally, and then national Mexican National League. Um, as a Chivas fan, I got smacked four to two. <laughs> could have been, I guess, it could have been worse, right? It was four zero yeah. at, at the half, yeah. or right after the first half. Um, and then, um, yeah, I didn't. Re well, obviously, the biggest reward for me was uh, was the Barça game, the Barça Real Madrid game. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We got a, we got a lot to digest yeah, over here. Quite quite a bit. But uh, thank you guys for having me again. Uh, yeah, last time I was here, it's very, very different circumstances. Uh, and we were talking about, you know, a new La Liga season coming up with yeah. with a lot of prospect for Madrid. And I don't think a lot has changed. But, I mean, certain stuff definitely has not gone 
our way or the way right. that a lot of things uh, a lot of things we thought were going to change didn't um yeah i mean in terms of classicos for me i mean obviously austin fc was it was a hard watch especially live oh uh, damn yeah it was a hard watch both you and, and richie watched it live yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean it wasn't so much the trip because i mean uh, I, w- I would do it over again you know i, w- yeah. I, w- I love traveling to see the guys uh, play uh that's just you know the love for the team mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh the game was hard to watch right right, right. yeah especially being in houston uh what are your feelings about houston how do you feel about the city <laughs> uh, i gotta ask uh, man I, I don't have any great feelings towards Houston, to be honest with you. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I I don't actually know the city very well. I, okay. I don't. You I, just know the I just stadium, I just really know it because games. of the sports more sports. than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've driven there three, four times. Right, right. right. Uh, but I've never really like gotten to know the city. So as far as the city, I mean, I don't I don't know it. But as far as the team, yeah, I, nothing <laughs> nothing good to say there. Nothing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm, I don't really watch like Ra- Rayados or Tigres. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Santos fan, so if they could both lose that game, for me even better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but El de America Chivas, man, that, that I did watch. It. I sympathize more with America because my dad's Americanista. Right, right. But uh, man, that was that that was actually a pretty enjoyable game from like more of a neutral standpoint. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a game full of action, full of goals, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously pretty dominant by america's side but um i'd love to hear richie's perspective you know man you, as an uh, as a true americanista uh, you even you even converted the otra por favor page into an americanista page <laughs> with a few posts oh yeah i had to man so had you, to. you threw some propaganda in there basically me pagó este ascara gallan <laughs> that's why i haven't Check done much out. yeah <laughs> uh but oh no it's man it was uh so i also went to houston um i got to see the game with my brother uh we didn't see the supporters we said behind uh, the goal um the first half pretty much close to where la murga was at and uh it was it was a pretty cool you know i've used to go to the stadium so it's, it's like i don't like the team anymore but i still got love for that side of town uh i had a, a lot of good memories there so yeah i think seeing houston step up their game in production wise in the stadium yeah is like because of our work that's the way i look at it they did they did some uh, improvements to the stadium uh, right a good amount a yeah. good amount it looks like it actually feels like you want to walk in and watch the game yeah like we say it in yeah. mexico Those seats were nice yeah were nice. yeah the mesh yeah. seats were good the food uh, options looked pretty good too the food options were pretty good arandas was actually in there what so they nice. uh, a props to them uh still i'm not a big uh, dynamo fan but i'm glad that they finally were able to upgrade the stadium in in that aspect yeah. Because you want to be able to compete with someone talking trash and not just coming in like, oh, you know, it's a shithole. But at the end, and at the end of the day, we're gonna go play games there, so the, the stadium is experienced by everybody. Yeah, everybody that goes there. Exactly. So mm-hmm. The better, the, the better it is, the better conditions it is, the better options it has. Every, everybody's gonna have a better time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was good. I, I uh, after the game, we went to pick up dinner for the family because we drove from Houston to, to Lamarck, and we stopped at uh, this place called Tostada Regia, which is, uh, you know, Monterrey Tigres fan base. Yes. So we were walking in in a very Monterrey-like 
style restaurant. As an America fan watching the Clásico, just finished watching the you know Austin FC Dynamo game. No matter the result, it just feels good to know like there's just soccer everywhere, football yeah. everywhere. Yeah, especially in in that type of environment, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a it's Which, a beautiful feeling, honestly. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, and that was a perfect pick me up for you. For yeah, oh yeah, right, right for after sure, the <laughs> for sure. I saw I saw este Henry Martin, Henry Martin. You know, doing the su, su sonores al cotón blanco con la de perrito. That was yeah, amazing. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But, uh, yeah, like we were saying earlier, today is March 21st. We just wanted to also give a shout-out to one of my soccer idols, Ronaldinho. One of our soccer idols. One of our yeah. soccer idols. One of everyone's soccer idols. Yeah. Anybody the, that the, loves the, the game. The, yeah. the first video on YouTube that broke records of viewership. Viral. The first that viral was, video. You know, Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho with the tempos. Mm -hmm. Hitting it off the crossbar. Uh, I don't know, four or five, six times. Uh, but yeah, today he turns 43 years old. And I'm sure everybody can think of a memory or something that, that he's done or with, with, the, with the Brazilian Selección or with, with the Barcelona. Um, or even Querétaro. Or PSG. <laughs> yeah, or PSG. Hey, nos metió, nos metió tres a la América con Querétaro. <laughs> hey, yeah, man, there hey. you go. The, the guy is special, and it's something, yeah. it's someone that we remember dearly. So shout, shout out to him, 43rd birthday. That's crazy that he's only 43, um, and he gave us all those memories. You know what I mean? In a short amount of time. In a short amount of time. Like, say, if yeah. we would have actually taken care of his career, yeah, right. he would have been breaking. Body. Yeah, pero hey. este vato le gustó la que se llama esta. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, quién no? Right. He had a special edition with Nike. Yeah, the gold uh, so ones. The white and gold. The white and gold. Yo, Oof. those were my very first cleats. Oh, I love those cleats with the, with the leather. Oh, mm -hmm. Great cleats. I love those Beautiful. cleats. I still have them. Well, worn out, but I still got them. So, yeah, we just, we just, uh, we've had an eventful weekend. Uh, it was also the closing of South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, did any of y'all have any type of South by experiences that you want to share? Um, I went to to the watch party that they had here. Oh, for, yeah. how was it? For it's a little life. Bit. Yeah, I I did have to leave early, but uh, the little that I got to experience, I mean, it's a it's next good. level thing. Yeah, it was pretty. Dude, pretty I love good. that. I love that venue, man. Yeah, it's it's I, such a cool little venue, but it makes it feel like like just like you're in some type of arena. It makes it feel yeah. like yeah. it's got good sound quality. It's it's not only that, yeah. I mean, but it, the atmosphere that they were able to gather, right? Yeah. They, they, you could see the investment and the intent that they had yeah. to bring people in there. And not just Austin FC fans, just people in general to come the watch South, the game. South by people like, like the people that came to see South by also got to experience what the team is about. Yeah, and and, I, and that's very important. I mean, just just for the, the growth of itself in the city. I mean, they had uh, jerseys from every single team in there. Wow. Right? So uh, Th That was a pretty cool one. A yeah. true MLS celebration. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that was pretty dope. Uh I was going to go to the EMLS thing, but it ended up having to cancel last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I also heard a lot of good stuff about that, too. Yeah. So. I, I was actually uh, shooting with La Murga, like, photos and videos, not shooting anything else. Uh, <laughs> shooting up. And then, uh, and nah, man, the, the production the EMLS has, uh, if I, I, I want to just, I, I like giving props, and I give props to EMLS for, how well organized they were in that, you know, it could be a video game event for South by, but at the end of the day, like the people that work that, you know, that production, they were just having fun. Cause usually sometimes you go to places like that, it's done medios, you know, you still gotta get your work done, right? You yeah. still gotta do your shit and everything. But eso's acá echando desmadre, pero pasándose la chido. Like, you know, it feels, and you feel welcome too. Um, 
because it was the second time that La Murga did it. I couldn't go the first time, but it was my, you know, I was fortunate to go this time and, you know, getting access to go up and down, you know, shoot whatever I wanted to shoot. Um, it was great, man. It, it, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a cool thing because for me, like doing what we do here, it, it always, it always helps you on, on just, you know, keeping your cool when you're creating stuff or when you're setting up something, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, you just want to enjoy it and have fun. And, yeah. and and not have like this, you know, like with a hammer. Hey, we gotta get that shit done. That camel pulled over here. Yeah, no. yeah, dude. Like South by to me is probably one of the mo most special things that we have as a, as a city here mm -hmm. in Austin because it's like so many creatives and so many things that are going on. Different different people wanting to share their view, their vision, their project, yeah. or their technologies. Man, like I got to experience um, the uh, Dolby, the Dolby Sound mm. uh, Technology uh, Exhibit. Bro, it was amazing. They had this like huge like digital um, room where like it was like a bunch of screens everywhere. Mm. You would go in and the sound. First of all, the sound in there was incredible, dude. It was just like mm. you just felt like you were in a theater everywhere. You know, like Dolby, Dolby yeah, surround yeah. sound. Yeah, basically. So they had um, visual things. They had you could try on the headphones. They had a, a, a mock up of a living room mm. and like what that Sonos surround system sounds like. And then they had a they had like a some type of Rolls Royce there mm -hmm. that has a Dolby surround sound system That's inside. Fine. So you can get in there and check it out. Dude, it was incredible. They had stuff for gamers and, um, here's his next car. Maybe probably. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody with that big fat contract. I don't know, but <laughs> I also went to ACL, uh, for this, this random concert. Uh, mm. I, I'd, I'd heard a few songs from her, but, um, Chloe, Chloe Bailey. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, man. <sighs> Man, she's she's got talent, man. I I, I now understand why like Beyonce kind of like, you know, picked her as like, all right, you know, she's got it, she's got okay. it. But man, she she performed some amazing music, and her album drops on like the end of the month on the thirty first. But mm -hmm. real great songs, great variety, R and B, R and B pop, you know, style. So I I enjoyed that. Um, but man, this weekend had so many things, man, and I can't wait to get into it. So. Where we started, Richie? Where we started? Where we going? Let's start with the uh, Austin FC Dynamo. Uh, I, I started from the result. We all know we, the result. We lost. We all, we can talk about the lineup, bro. I, I like to more emphasize on las formas and the and the the house, the whys, and the, the who, the when. Yeah. Um, it was a you know the first rivalry game. We lose it away. Dynamo's first home game, so they really needed to win this game. Um, I want to share. I want you guys from where you watch the game. What was your perspective of you know the the game itself? I mean, for me, I have two perspectives when it comes to watching games, right? So it's when you're watching it live, mm -hmm. and when you watch a replay. Watching this game live made mm -hmm. me not want to watch a replay, okay? Because of how what I perceived from what I saw in the field, uh, and that's not to necessarily talked down on the guys but it was just it, it felt like it was it was just bad mm -hmm. right uh i at some point i feel like it's the tactics mm -hmm. at some point i felt like it was just not our day maybe as a city in general mm -hmm. i mean i've talked to a couple of people too and it's like the whole day felt off right yeah so maybe it was that maybe it was just a combination of everything uh but definitely in terms of results in the last couple of games, I feel like the tactics had a lot of play here. Uh, the lineup, I mean, like, again, not to talk down on any player because we, we love every player, but 
I don't know why Valencia would have started that game. Mm. Even if it's for rotation, I mean, they played on Tuesday. They had almost four days, four, four full days. To recover. To recover, yeah, which, I mean, Bocha will tell you, for a professional athlete, that's that's a pretty good amount of time. Mm-hmm. In Europe, that's that's how much they do. Now, they did play five games in 15, in 15 uh, days, mm-hmm. so it, it is quite a bit. But yeah, I, I kind of want to touch on that a little mm-hmm. bit because something that something, a recurring comment that I've seen from from Wolf and from a lot of people kind of criticizing certain things as to the team has been, you know, the need to have rotations and need to have or the uh, the problem the issue with players not being uh, fit at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. That, that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing, because I, I feel like if you don't start the season fit, if you if you don't do that work in the off season, yeah. you're you, you're always constantly playing catch up. Yeah, and, and, that's and, and I'm sorry. This that's something that the coach of SKC brought up in an interview he did. That's right. That you're always playing catch up if you're not already mm-hmm. by the off season, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I mean, when we had we saw the example of Johan Romagna. Yep. But I don't think having Johan Romagna on uh, on Saturday would have helped. Yeah. I don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah. So. I, you know the the preseason, which is right now we're we're looking at it f- five games in, um, and then an elimination and the Conca Champions. What what uh, and that's something that we, before the season started, that's something we were actually looking forward to. Like, hey, how fit are the players gonna be? You know, I was looking forward to man seeing like, oh, these guys are gonna be on it. They're gonna be different. But oh, we come find out that you know if some of these guys are out of form. Now, the question here for me is, okay, if you already know you're going to have from November through January two months off, did the the staff give the players a plan to, hey, even if you're off, you have to, you know, do your your, your training? Or, dijeron, ¿sabes qué? Váyanse al Mundial, váyanse a, 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 a pasarla donde quieran, descansen y regresan la pretemporada. Because... It's that, and, and it also goes around with, like, say, the cycle of you know the MLS, how it is, and how it starts, and when it ends. But for me, is who's? It's not even whose fault is it, but but which cause, which direction should have they taken? And right now, it's it's kind of hard to know if they're even in shape, uh, or están duros, or maybe just a confidence thing from the first game. You know, they're, they're trying to figure stuff out still, but. I think there's just a lot of things that that for me personally and 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 then everything sort of started with what's going on upstairs with what's going on with Reina and you know who's how many roles roles is wolf taking how are the players you know because Reina Reina's role the way I look at it is he's the connection between the you know los de pantalón largo mm-hmm. con los de la cancha and if you don't have a person, un buen director deportivo, then there's something going to be missing from the players and, and the and ownership. Because ownership is going to be wanting you to do something. Pero que tal si la conexión, si hay algo que está... Yeah, there's quebrado. that bridge that's that yeah. been broken down. Yeah. So, and then that's, this is the, you know, I don't know what it is. Uh, now, for, for, before I go into like what I want to, I, I want to ask you guys, Coque, I want to hear what you think. No, I think I think you touched on something interesting there that I that I hadn't touched on much. Like you know, the whole scandal with Reina Bearhalter 
you know, soccer parents, like that really, uh, whether we wanted to or not, has affected the team, the, mm. the, the team's uh, leadership and environment in that aspect. Also, some of the decisions that were made, some of the decisions that have been made by Wolf and his coaching staff, mm-hmm. such as, you know, we're going to, you know, Drusi wants to be captain. Yeah, we're going to make Alex Ring sit, sit you know, he's going to sit on the bench. And, and Wolf has now won that position. But now you have you have Julio Cascante having mm-hmm. an early injury in the first game. And all of a sudden you need Ring to step in into a position that maybe he's not so happy with. You have... Uh, a forward like Ruti, who maybe believed he had proved himself last season by scoring in certain points and now getting benched and getting very, very limited minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Zardes coming in. You have, like, these new signings you're, or you're, this DP, Rigoni, that we expected so much of that constantly gets played and maybe is producing stat-wise stat and, and efficiency-wise, but not in the resultado. He's not scoring. Yeah. And that's something that you can criticize him about. So, like... The environment in that locker room is not the same as it was when we're succeeding. When we were, everybody's mate con vos, everybody's having a good time. So, like, it, it, it's a totally different environment. I think I think there's there's a little bit of, of a, I, you know, there's been a lot of talk about oh, a, a broken locker room. I don't think it's a broken locker room. I do think it's a, it's it's symptomatic of 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 a some uh, game schemes that are not working, mm. game plans that aren't going through. Um, and results that aren't going your way, when results are going your way, you're not going to be all happy. You're not going to be celebrating in the locker room. You're not going to be having a great time. You know, you're frustrated because you're professionals and you expect to win. So, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of little things that are going on. But as as a leader that Wolf is, as a coach, I think he has to take responsibility of that. A true leader should take responsibility of that. And when he kind of questions, like, fitness of players, like, Mm. That, to me, is someone who, like, passes the blame a little bit, not someone who, like, looks and says, you know what, this, you know, this is on me, this is on my coaching staff, we're going to figure it out. So, I don't know. That's kind of my take on it. So, this actually connects well to what I have in mind, and I wanted to ask you guys. So, for me, it's, I have a very ironic way of saying things. You know, maybe I contradicted myself from when we first, before we started the season, talking about progress and talking about you know whoops podcast with psb and talking about trusting it and then believing in you know your 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 work but now he's you know i don't know where that where he lost that in la brujula where he lost that um the compass and and for me i know there was a tweet that i put wolf out i was Actually, I I meant it. You tweeted that. I tweeted that. When did you tweet that? Uh, Saturday night after after the the press conference, and I heard he put he put a fago under the 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 uh, under the bus under the bus. Here's it's not about fago. I mean, fago is you know an amazing player, but you can't. And I know in the past I've I've always been supportive of Wolf, and I've always been Wolf is you know amazing coach, and he's doing great things. He's also starting. He's learning, but there there comes a point where you can't be throwing current players or former players under the bus when you're just starting. For for me is saying, for example, it will be different if, if if like you were saying, hey, you know what? I take the responsibility. It's on me. We're gonna work to make sure our guys are in shape. We're gonna work to make sure. 
figure out what how can we connect you know Rigoni to score how can we bring you know any player that needs help physically get them in, in the shape that they need to I don't hear that all I heard is just oh um, we lost this game we just have to come back and play better next time pero no hay un un real sistema donde diga sabes que algo tiene que cambiar and and it feels like shoving it off saying we'll come back next week and play it it's not good leadership and also whenever you throw a player under the bus especially you know after you sub him out like for uh, Fagundes in in a, in a yellow card it's different so you know what we wanted to he could have said we wanted to um have him not get you know risk the red card because that would have been the tremendo because i feel like Fagundes leaving the game did did uh affect the, the team did affect the, the you know what they were going because they were actually clicking you know estaban cero cero mm -hmm. so there was something you know Fagundes being on the field sometimes helps on the matic on both parts because you have your your routine you have your drusi and even rigoni because it's like hey at least I, i'm playing with someone like like Fagundes in there porque trae más que que es un simple jugador but when you mentioned something about oh uh well Yeah, he uh, he knows that last year he did good, and that's why he got his contract, and it was a pretty workable, you know, a pretty good contract. And maybe the subconscious that I got is just like you can't throw in the fact that you gave him a raise in, after a bad result and say, "Look, I I I get what you're saying. I think it's fine for him to uh, be to ha have some constructive criticism to players, but mm -hmm. also turn it." Turn it inwards. Yeah. Mm. That's my thing. If you're going to say, oh, well, Fagu, but it's not just him. It's also Sardes. It's also Rigoni. It's also this. Be fair. All, be fair, but also look at yourself. Say, I'm uh, the fuck up. No, like, it, it, in a way. Just, like, yeah, just acknowledging that acknowledge the system's that, not working. That the, the, scheme, yeah. the, the, the game plans haven't been, haven't been going going yeah. like you thought they were. So you're going to have to reassess that. You're going to have to re-look re at that, re-study that, look at teams a little bit better, think about things a little bit differently. That's all. It's just a little humility. I... I, I don't see a lot of that from Wolf. A lot of it, a lot of times I see more defensiveness and kind of, you know. Yeah. I'm, and also with Wolf, I've seen a little more of a soberbia because of the Violet thing. That, for me, and, and that, that always goes with, with it's good to go back to your mindfulness as a leader because at the end of the day, you're the guy in charge of the team. Everybody looks at you for results, whether you're doing great or whether things are not going well. Mm -hmm. Whenever things are going well, uh, with the bullfights working, you know, whatever he had in mind is working great. Pero cuando no están haciendo las cosas bien, es es donde también le van a echar a, a él. Either or, he's gonna he's gonna hear it. But yeah. I think it, like you said, it has to fall on him. Like he has to be the first one to say, okay, what is something that I'm doing wrong? And and maybe it's it's and we can always, you know, as men, sometimes we struggle with that. Yeah. You know, it also goes with, like, say, our manhood, how, you know, like, it could be, like, I struggle with pride. Yeah, I think we all we all have a little bit of that. I mean, I mean, in regards to, like, what, what Wolf said this weekend uh, after the game, I, I can follow you up with another example that I have. Mm -hmm. Because this weekend, not only was I very upset with Austin FC's result, we'll touch on it later, but mm -hmm. we're, uh, the classical result was horrible for me. Mm -hmm. But what's more, what was even more horrible for me was Ancelotti's press conference afterwards, mm -hmm. where he said, uh, "We deserve to win, 
we were the better team. We're like, no. I mean, you have to acknowledge you didn't play up to standard. Mm. You can't de- you can't depend on on a ref to make the right call for you to win. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, yes, at some point, and they're the very different levels of what we're talking here. But that message that the coaches have sent, I don't personally agree with. The only thing that I do kind of agree with Josh Roof at this point in the season, keeping in mind what Austin FC is and at the stage of mm-hmm. life that Austin FC is, is that you don't really have time to just, you know, dwell on it. You can you have to just move on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very fast-paced season. You have to learn quickly. Yeah, you have to learn quickly. Yeah, you have to. You you have to either learn quickly or move on quickly and get on to the next. Mm-hmm. Because look at look look at us now. We're already out of CCL, right? So yeah. we don't we yeah we can analyze and and look at what happened in in DR and this or that. You could argue it was also bad luck in DR. Yeah, you know because I mean, for me, what it is, it's a lack of quality. It's a lack of quality in our depth because mm-hmm. to me, we added numbers rather than actual depth. Mm. You know, yeah. and I mean you can. You can see it whichever way you want, yeah. and like, yeah, it's not disrespecting the players at any in any way. But I think it was uh, conformismo. There, there was some complacency there in the type of level of players that you brought. Yeah, I mean, so far on the only real, bit, uh, like signing that I've really liked, mm-hmm. other than Leo, of course, has been Jafar, which showed his brilliant moments in those CCL games. Mm-hmm. Y no la metido, no la metido en Houston. No lo metió. Yeah, and no. yeah, I, th- I think you touched on something important there. Is like the lack of the lack of quality, and not being honest with yourself as a team, and making the game f- plan result uh, reflect honesty. So like you're talking about the first leg in the CCL, yeah. they went to Violet thinking that they were gonna play a B team and then attack and then be fine, and they got they got smacked by yeah. by by quickness by pace, not necessarily by like incredible quality like way above your team but by guys that were hungry and that guys that were big and yeah. could cross the ball well and can capitalize on your lack of quality in the center back yeah and, and they and capitalized on him one two three three times well, technically he got the yeah. header and and, of and, and uh Stuver did a great save yeah, and so then like what he, happened after was a different story. Like, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think one of the things that we are we're, we're also like uh we're we're sinning a little bit and and just I guess the fan way of seeing it mm. is that what we said earlier, they played five games in fifteen days. So the man management in those fifteen days is it has to be near inch perfect if you want to win all of those games. <laughs> yeah. Now keep in keep in mind the travel. I mean, you, they went from here to DR, to Ohio, yeah, back to here, and then right away to Houston. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know that's a that's a lot of miles. It's that, a lot of that's miles. a that's a lot on on on. on of the, course, on they the got water. rest in the in the yeah. time, but it, it is a lot on them. Mm-hmm. Now, what I would have done, and I would have done it differently than than Josh. Mm-hmm. I would have probably put a stronger team on that first leg in DR. And then, and then come back, and, and, and then yeah. come back, and you know, at least look at uh, have a more favorable result to defend to in front of your stadium, because mm-hmm. we saw. I mean, the guys weren't that far off from from uh, taking over, from taking the result. They weren't that far off. 
but close. yeah they chose to they chose to um try to keep maybe maybe they weren't necessarily going for a win maybe they were said yeah. oh we can keep the zero zero or this and that oh yeah. it backfired massively yeah. but it, now i think from now on what we're gonna see is hopefully a more self-critical uh josh wolf because uh, one of the other things that he has done i feel in at least in my point of view that he's done wrong is he changed a system that he had worked for yeah. two years consecutively in that second year it boomed he changed that for almost no reason at all now you have to do, uh, you have to like you were number two in the, in the West. You got to yeah. Western Conference final. You have to uh, evolve. But I don't think evolving means Changing almost everything. do a 180. Changing the whole recipe. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just don't see why he would have so, done so it. Changing the whole recipe, it, man. And, and then for me, the one thing in like, say, adding to what you're saying is, okay, he was talking about Rigoni. And, and a lot of people always talk about the, the amount of passes that Wolf, like Owen, has done. Now, is everything measured by numbers or if it's measured by effectiveness in the field? Because the way we look at it, like say in Latin America, is we, we talk more about el espacio y el, el juego, el, el, el momento del, del, del partido, you know, mucho en, en la estadística. We don't really touch on the, you know, maybe the, the positioning, but then you have teams like Real Madrid. I know this is a, a crazy, like, you know, different difference, but Real Madrid doesn't need, you know, 80% position yeah. with 20, te meten tres en los últimos cinco minutos. Pero son las formas. Is, um, how he, how he, he, he said about Rigoni, that caught my attention, and maybe I heard it differently. But saying how he's been uh, a well-rounded player, player que, que ha salido y ha jugado, it's like, okay, running around and your tracker tells you you run this many, you know, this, this you know, amount of distance or this amount of passes, where did it get you to win the game you know how 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 was those statistics help you win the game uh because you can run up and down the whole time pero si, sure. si no hay una un, un, una efectividad cuando llegas al área what what you know what what should be the focus is el el el, el, el juego en sí el resultado o okay vamos a tocar y tocar y tocar i i agree with you but to rigoni's defense mm. i think that the only thing that you could tell him right now, realistically, not even looking at numbers, just looking at the games, is the fact that he hasn't been able to finish. Mm. Because other than that, Rigoni from last year, so to Rigoni right now, he's a different player. You feel like he's... I feel like there's a really good size improvement. Mm. Now, is, has it been enough? No, because he hasn't finished. But has he had he finished at least two or three of the ones that he's missed, we would not be talking about what we're talking. No, today. definitely not. But that's the issue. That's the issue. That's the issue. The effectiveness. Yeah. So you look at the stats. Rigoni is a great player. Yeah. yeah. Completes a lot of his passes, does a lot of his runs, creates a lot of good crosses. But we're looking at his effectiveness and yeah. you, you, you realize like, man, he's got two two chances per game and he can't. And, and clear ones too. And clear I mean, chances yeah, yeah, and he yeah. hits it right to the keeper. It might be stage fright. And, it, it could be something. And, and definitely yeah. I think he does have a mental blocks, but that's like my biggest thing. For, again, like my criticism against him is I think he's too much in his head and that you can tell by the way he's striking the ball. Mm -hmm. Like he, he's so worried about finishing that he just strikes it right to the keeper. Mm -hmm. You're like in an easy, instead of just letting go, not thinking about it, 
you look at the difference in the way um, uh, a, a Gallagher mm-hmm. Fagundes. A, ga- yeah, a, 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 Gallag- yeah. a Gallagher shoot, takes a shot. That motherfucker just... He makes a run and he He's just quick, yeah, he, quick boom, yeah. he yeah. kicks it. He doesn't, he doesn't, think, much he doesn't it. think about it too mm-hmm. much. And most of the time, you know, it, it, it looks a little bit more like more dangerous. You look at Rigoni and he does maybe one extra touch. One, too two, He takes that little soft touch. It's like, yeah. I want to see him let go. I yeah. want to see him just say, fuck it, man. I'm just going to, I'm going to rip the shot. I don't care if it goes to the top of the stadium. You you never see Rigoni like I I I rarely see him take a shot where he's like I'm just gonna rip it. So and, 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 and you know here's one thing that I I don't know why but so you had Gallagher and Fagu working well on the left and even like, even until you know we you know like say with St. Louis when and you know after the unfortunate injury of Cascante Rigoni and 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 uh, Nick Lima were actually not doing bad. Like, they were Centendian, but why change? Like, why take out Lima? And why put in Komenich? And why change Gallagher from this side to that side? Where on the left side, Gallagher has been doing amazing things with Fagundes. I think, and after watching the games back a couple times, and seeing, because I I was asking myself the same mm-hmm. questions. Like, why, why is Komenich there, right? Hasn't, he wasn't a regular starter last season, mm-hmm. so why is he be a, a regular starter now, right? Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with Sardes being our striker because mm-hmm. I think what Wolf wants to do is not so much create a space in front of goal for him, but I think he wants those headers. Get a cover. Yeah. yeah. But and so, which what we were used to seeing last season being like the last 20 minutes of a game, now it's a whole 90 minutes of it, which it's it can be really hard to watch. It's really yeah. frustrating because out of 20 crosses, maybe three or four will be good. Yeah. And even with Coleman, he's really good at crosses, but we also have an, we have not only Rigoni's block, we're starting to have a little bit of Sardis block too. I completely disagree that he should have been the starter from the beginning. Yeah. I think he, in the long term, with given time, he could, he can give us more than Oruti. Because throughout his career, he has given more than Uruti. I don't think that Uruti should have been taking the spot from day, match day one. I think there should have been a process, like two, four games in. Maybe up until now, we should be seeing uh, Sardes start. Because yeah. that's when he acclim- uh, gets acclim- acclimatated to... If Uruti wasn't scoring. Yeah, but even then, Uruti had one chance. Yeah, and he, he buried it. Yeah, but then you look at the game against Houston, it not much happened either, right? Yeah. I mean, the first half, the first half, he had good movement. He he does. I'll I'll give that to him any other day. Yeah, he he moves in and out the area and he provides those spaces for Juicy, but Juicy not being sharp also affects a Maxi. So you need that yeah. Gallagher player yeah. that will but, give you that. Cross. But I, but I I still go back with taking out oh Fagu too early. Oh, absolutely. That changed everything because the the, the game was actually pretty yeah, it was disputado. Zero, zero, it was like 0-0. Zero, zero. It was like anyone's game. You take out the player, que, que te pon la garra, and, it and, I, and I don't want to, not because, you know, like Fagunas is, you know, like my favorite player or whatever, but it's just because you 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 changed com- everything completely. Yeah, you changed that the stuff. momentum 
a 180. Y le quitas mm -hmm. la confianza al equipo because now you have Rigoni. Like, it was different if Rigoni was actually killing it and scoring. Very, very different. You know what? Yeah. Fine, you can bring Fagundes out. But you take a Fagundes, you have a Rigoni that's still having, you know, confidence issues. Uh, Finley did what he could, but it's just... Yeah, but even then, yeah. right? So it's like... And and even UC Leo struggling like you saw that in that game yeah. against Houston. yeah he was struggling no he he, he almost had a a, a Kip Keller incident yeah. he yeah. gave the ball away very Fair easily cool. very easily could have been a goal luckily you yeah. know Stuber was there Stuber yeah, was there in the in the in the forward but matter of well. fact it did get it, to the point where Stuber had to go on to the last second it was at the corner of the area yeah I remember that well see I think where where we where the offseason kind of failed us, or not necessarily us, but mm -hmm. where the team planning failed was not having a proper level center back. Because we are, I've, and I said it last season, and I still believe it, we are one good center back. I'm talking another Ruben, Ruben Gabrielson. Yeah. From being able to compete against the LAFCs consistently. Yeah. Because our attack is really good. So, in the center back, one thing that happened, and, and I heard it in Club Deportes con Jorge, uh, Miguelito actually made a good point, is, okay, Seba Garbitson, you bring Leo. That's a substitution, right? Romagna leaves, you bring Ambrotatic. But the point of the preseason and the, you know, the transfer window was to bring in another defender besides from what we have whether you take two players out and two bring two players in it was just adding another player just adding numbers. because mm -hmm. you know Kip Keller if if, if there was a, a you know like a, a trust issue with Kip Keller then you knew like okay he's not ready for for starting lineup he could be ready to sub in or whatever and I have something like an accident like that what happened with St. Louis if you would have brought in a center defender que, que ayuda a controlar el partido and you would have kept ring in the, in the field, we would have a, a different um, in a different situation because you also want a player that can know how to communicate with, with ring, oh, with Leo. Um, because you did see, now the one thing that I was that I was seeing with, with ring and Leo Bassin is the communication. That's, That's a factor. Good. It's a factor. It's good. I hope, I really hope um, Ring doesn't get subbed out whenever we get a new defender or Cascante comes back. I, I think that's a matter of fact. Uh, like, but but he, could I'll, I'll tell you, no, of course. I mean, he he's not doing bad at all. Like, he, mm -hmm. he's probably playing the best I've seen him in a long time. Yeah. But I'll tell you my theory as to why we, we didn't, we don't have the center back that we thought we, we, we were going to have. And I think is that I don't think they brought in Leo to replace Gabrielson. I think Leo was coming regardless. And I think Gabrielson's really our third, our third center back was meant to be Julio, mm. which when you think about it in MLS standards, that would have been great. Mm -hmm. That would have been great. Instead of let's say True. that on that first game, instead of bringing in Kip, you bring in Cascante. Man, that's whole different level of things, right? So. And I don't think I don't think we actually got a replacement for Romagna. I think Gaberson's replacement, because if you look at physicality and all that, was static. static. So that's why I feel it, that's where the shift kind of happened. I think we were we 
Reina and his head, I think, had Leo and Ruben as our starting center backs. And then moving forward, that's what they did. Because now that uh, now that I see it, they also brought uh, this guy from Houston, Adam. I think that was supposed to be the link. The center back. Uh, that was supposed to be the link between Ring, Leo, and then bringing him in. Because that's what he did against Houston. Mm-hmm. He, he brought him in instead of Kolmanich. Mm-hmm. And then he switched to a line of three. Right? It didn't work out because of the handball and stuff. But I think that's that's what his game plan is. So we'll see how it plays out for the rest of the season. Hopefully, I think Julio coming back is going to give this team a breath, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't have him back for a while. Yeah, it's going to be, another, gonna be another month. Four weeks, right? right? Yeah. And then we're also losing Leo and Owen Wolf on international duties. Yeah, for Saturday. So... Amen. The team is going to have to get improvise quickly um, and fill in those gaps uh, sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And I, I just after seeing Tarek's debacle in the uh, CCL first leg, I, he's not that man for me. It's not encouraging. It's yeah. not encouraging. And then, Kip's and then you got Kip who who stumbled on that first game. Yeah. Um, don't know if he's recovered from that um, mentally, physically, or whatever the case is, but. Um, just so obviously we lost we we lost the game against Houston two zero. They 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 did their thing. Um, we haven't really touched on them much, but we got to touch a little bit on Nachiache. He had he had himself a game. Yeah. You know, uh, in the game actually, I I noticed uh, my brother and I we noticed uh, <laughs> it's the Achiache getting into it. It's coach and like say you know just the positioning wise. He calculates a castle entrenador, and that helped out because they were playing like. I guess Achacha told him, like, hey, trust me, like, let's, let's go this way. Yeah, I saw him going back and, and was, forth to the bench a couple yeah. times, too. And it was, like, in the first half. Second half, they mm-hmm. came in. Dijo, ¿sabes qué? Por acá está. Achacha, like, you know, he, I mean. I mean, he has the brains. He, he was a starter for his, his first, before he's, he left. Yeah, oh. his first yeah, he's uh, thing or two. real, like, game as a DP, his, I would say. His first goal, MLS his goal. First, MLS goal, the way he scored, who he scored against. Yeah, and and he was hungry. You could tell from that yeah. first free yeah. kick he that, did. Dude, he that, he that tested finish. he tested Stuver in the beginning, and then that finish, that finish, that finish, that yeah. that screams hey. European level quality. El, yeah. el, el Chavo Franco, the guy that plays for oh. that kid right there. Yeah, he's got he, he's a ball of man. energy, man. He, I I you know we have to just keep an eye on that guy because that kid has you know tiene un talento y una garra like. Is that there number seven, right? I can't remember the, the, the he looks like este Carrasquilla. Yeah. But god damn. He's got a big fro. Yeah, he's yeah, he that guy impressed me. Yeah, I was like, like if uh, if you would tell me right now, hey, give me five hundred K and Komenich, yeah, cambiamelo. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, te, te doy a redes y cuál Andale. otro más quieres, te lo, te lo redes, regalo. Comenich y un dinerito, I would yeah. have done it. I, Yo te redes, Comenich, I'm retired, este, ¿cómo se llama? <laughs> y Kip Keller. <laughs> y ya no sé ese güey. No, he, 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 had, he had a game. He had, he had a... Uh, he, se ve que salieron inspirados todos. So, like, they, they had their game. Well, they had to win because it was their first home yeah. game of the season. And, so. and they also been on a stretch without beating us, too. Yeah. I mean... Yep. I think three three game stretch. This this brings them mm-hmm. some um, confidence confidence yeah. to the to the rest of the season. I don't think it's gonna do that much for them in the long run. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's a, I mean, having three t- uh, the three Texas teams in the playoffs would be nice. 
Yeah. It would be good. Um I, I I want to see more of the the you know the Texas rivalry outside of the like the fan, you know, like yeah. banter. Like I really want to see it a, a rivalry because in unos partidazos would be great. It, it's boring whenever you see a goleada or you know like or a shitty ass game. game or you yeah. bring your your you know your experiment squad to Dallas. Like I want to see games que se then that uh, it means something. That it means something. Yeah, and I think that's what Copa Texas tries to be, but I, I mean, it really the nice. Copa Texas thing is just more for the fans. Yeah, it, it really is yeah. because I mean, even you divide that with USL as well. So yeah. it's it's uh, to me Copa Texas we could win it or not win it. I honestly, it doesn't really it's, change anything. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It's it's a oh, it's it's nice to win it. It's right? a good bragging yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's but it doesn't right. add to to the uh, you know. It doesn't. I mean, as a fan, it doesn't bring me anything like oh my our season is trash yeah. because we didn't win Copa. I was like nah. I mean, nah. I mean it would have been nice, but I'm more focused on like the long term of things. Like, am I are we gonna finish in the top four in the Western Conference? Yeah, that's a lot more results important. Results yeah. oriented. Yeah, 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 because like. Like a true, you ma- can win ma- the Copa Madrid Texas. Yeah, I mean, but if you don't go, yeah, yeah, in the same way, like you can win the Copa Texas, but you didn't go to playoffs. Yeah, so what? It's, like, yeah. you know, who gives I, a fuck? Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, giving a fuck, what do you guys think about uh, Colorado FC? Or how are we gonna do? Man, I think mm, it's gonna one, be one. it's gonna be a tough one. I mean, they just lost one of their most important yeah, players to uh, injury. Their captain, uh, yeah, uh, Jack. I forgot. I forgot his name. Yeah, Jack bro. Harlow. He might play for them too. He looks like he could be from Colorado, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they just lost their um, one of the most important players in their attack. Uh, so we can't. We just came from two the not defeats because we beat uh, Biolet here in Austin, yeah. but we came from two devastating results. Really, that felt like it, a defeat. Yeah, it, I mean. In a technicality, it was yeah, yeah, because you're so, eliminated from the tournament. Yeah, game. so I think I think this kind of hit the players' ego a little bit, yeah. and I hope so, because I want to see them at Q two on Saturday. It, I'm not asking for them to score five, six. Just no, no, I just want yeah. a win. Yeah, and I want them to come out. If they're not gonna play the most beautiful game, I don't care. I want Pinche to see. It. Yeah, but I want to see them play their heart yeah, out. Yeah. Like I want them to to respond to us as fans with all the work they do every single week. I want that to show. You know, I want them to be fighting for everybody. Even if they don't win everybody, I want them to fight it. Mm-hmm. I want to see Rigoni. I mean, because he's kind of started. Yeah. Uh, I'll be surprised if he doesn't. I want to see him bury it, finally. I think it's one... Rigoni is one of those cases where he's going to put one in and it's almost like it might go away. You know, maybe that stage right, and it and it's not gonna matter how it goes in. Como caiga. Yeah, because he's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be one of those <coughs> where he's. It's just. It's just in his head. Like yeah. he's thinking. Estoy uh, salado, uh, right? But it's gonna happen, and that's that's just what I want to see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on too many big. So rotations. your your uh, score just just ah uh, one zero. Dude. One zero. Uh, yeah. Okay. One of my biggest worries on this on, on this Austin FC squad is is the attack, yeah. the, the lack of the lack of finishing. I think we've all touched on it a few times. We, we just depend on heavily on Andrusi, mm-hmm. um, so I think it's going to be a, a ugly game. I don't think it's going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. You're visiting Colorado; they're wanting to get out of the bottom of the table. 
we're obviously hurt too. No, we're we're playing here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. But they're they're last place, right? Yeah. yeah. As was Houston last game. As was Houston last <laughs> game, right? Yeah. So obviously, we're we we're not in a position to underestimate anyone. No. Like, at this <laughs> moment, <laughs> yes. So that, like we have to, that, you know, the moment we lost in DR, we're not in a position. Yeah, we can't so be like ah, oh, anyway. nah, no, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. I think I think it's gonna be ugly. Like I. I honestly think it's going to be a 1-1. One, one. One, yeah. Th- I, I think, think it's going to be gonna, a tie. It's going to be a tie. It's yeah. like, I mean, I'm just trying to be realistic of what I've seen in terms of our finishing and our attacking quality and our, you know, creating different types of looks. But it, it, it seems like um, we're not there yet. It's not clicking. I, I want to get proved wrong, but I think it's going to be 1-1. One, one. I want Wolf to prove me wrong. And, and I, I'm still not going to divert from the Wolf out because – if this is what it takes for the team to come back, then I, I want to get started. And then I, but then again, I'm contradicting from the fact that I said, oh, let's trust the process. Not like, uh, si no, si no saca un resultado uh-huh. aquí, man, we are going to be in a, in, a, in a very bad spot. I, I personally don't think so. Think so? I don't think so. Because the season is extremely, extremely long. And just the, last season sounds like a... Beautiful dream, right? Yeah. But let's not forget, we had patches in the during last season. I think we lost three in a row at some point. Yeah. Right. So, what if this is that patch, right? I mean, of course, it cost the CCL. Yeah. But were we really ready for that? No. That, no, no, we weren't, right? Probably I, not. I don't think so. Even if we would have gone through the next round. So now, are we just gonna be a an MLS team, or are we gonna be? You no, know, I mean the it, focus. It, for me, as if you go to a tournament, you should go in to win and absolutely. compete in every tournament. No, absolutely, I one hundred percent agree with you. Mm-hmm. But it, if you if we're gonna look at it from the club perspective, also, I mean, the reason one of the reasons why LFC and LAFC are able to sign the caliber level players that they do is because of the, all this money that they have accumulated throughout the years. Yeah, all the Cam and Tam and what whatnot, right? We don't have that. Of course, Uncle Tony has the bucks, right? But he can't just splash them whenever, anytime because of the MLS regulations. Man, pinches regulaciones. Yeah, no, it's it's stupid to some point, right? Yeah, I think but, to some point it's kind of like yeah. So you know, and you, it is st- it stops the growth of a team, which yeah. is why I truly believe if that wasn't a thing, Austin FC would have gone for bigger players, more quality players. Mm-hmm. Now, that does, by no means does the we are a small team, like a three-year-old team. So that's that's really that's really kind of it, it sounds pessimistic, mm-hmm. but it's just the reality of things, right? Now, at a uh, for a team that's been alive for three years, mm-hmm. we've done quite well. We have a quite a good uh, history so far. I mean, we had a really atrocious first season, a great, wonderful second season. We're starting bad now, but we can build on that. And we can go on to next. What if this is the season we win MLS Cup, right? And yeah. then we're gonna be looking at this first five six games. We're gonna be like, damn, we thought we we could have gotten relegated if we if this yeah. this was the case. I mean, yeah. t- some yeah. other people would argue all right, you had a shitty first season, you had a great second season that averages out to kind of a mediocre, third mediocre start, yeah. s- mediocre franchise. So yeah. like this third season, are we performing to our level by winning two and losing two? 
I mean, <laughs> we, we, no, we I, I, know, I, I'm, yeah. putting, I'm putting the other side because, like, yeah. looking yeah. at it from a, a, a neutral perspective, not an Austin SC fan, not someone who's full of hope and joy and optimism, someone that's looking at Austin from the outside, like, all right, they overperformed season two. They, you, you could say that, dude, but yeah. we also, we also kind of finished the season last year like that. Before That's the true. playoffs, That's true. that was our momentum. We were, we were losing no. one, winning one, time. We ended up tying. We we got a good wave at the beginning, yeah, and that's what did. helped. And right now we're actually like we the wave nos dio la madre. We're waiting to catch the wave. Yeah. So I hope everybody fucking wakes up, gets the shit together. Yeah. Rigoni comes out there ready to fucking score. And uh, I don't too. know, man. Rigoni, whatever you need, man. I know someone that can yeah. give it to you. And 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 and. and, and, and <laughs> And Wolf comes out, you know, with with a solid with a solid game plan, something that isn't stale, yeah. something that doesn't look repetitive and just constant crosses in the box that yeah. don't uh, result in anything. I want I want but to see I, Wolf ball again. You know, you know yes. what? I want to see yes. Wolf ball again. But yeah, if Wolf it's ball. not happening in the next, you know, couple of games, man, I'm literally like, hey, wait, you know, you're not giving results yeah. because at the end of the day, it's frustrating. Process. You know, okay, you can talk about the progress and everything, but si no hay resultados, es de que hay algo mal. Y, y si no sabes cambiarlo, you know what? I, al, al, I, I 100% agree with you. The only problem is it that, won't that happen. it's not going to happen because yeah. that that is the result of us watching uh, football as long as we have watched it in uh, countries like Mexico or just in the whole continent like it's Europe, right? Five, six games, you got to get results or you're out. Yeah. And MLS, that's not the case. That's the that's one thing, like, like, we're not having that, you know, that little grill. Yeah. Con, con I mean, fueguito. Not yeah, having but, that on. Es como but que, that's also why so he complacent. planned the season the way he did. Yeah. I guarantee you. Because he knows he's not going to. Uncle Tony's not going to tell him, hey, next game, if you don't win, you're out. He's not going to yeah. tell him that. Yeah. And that's not gonna. That's not ever gonna happen. They gave yeah. him a three. Well, now you in, have in the middle of uh, like in the beginning of last season, right? They gave him that three-year contract. They extended mm -hmm. him based yeah. on the first five no, games. Definitely, if if Wolf played with the pressure that other coaches have in other nations, such oh, as Mexico, no, no. such as Europe, he would he would have been, been gone, or he would have adjusted his game to be one of like ultra ultra defensive. Let's just get the result. Let's mm -hmm. just make it look cinco ugly. Atrás, uno yeah, cinco cuatro uno. That type of shit. Yeah, that would have been. That current that wolf ball, but he's in an environment where they're trusting him. They're trust. They're, yeah. they're backing him. They're allowing him to experiment and do do signing, do his signings and try them out versus the true and tried formula from last season. So it, it's a different environment. It's hard to we can't look at it like um, oh, and, and he should be fired by now or listen that. Uh -huh. I think we got to look. You got to put the MLS lens on. And look at look yeah, at the situation. It, which it's the it's reality. Hard. It's just yeah. the reality. It's, it's different. But, but which again, is it's hard, hard, man. It's different. It's, 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 it's really yeah. hard. It's coming from liga. other leagues. It's yeah. Yeah. Liga. Be, uh, like, that's that's not like, like wait, that. wait, wait, like wake up, motherfucker. Like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's hard. And I guarantee you, if we were able to have a conversation one on one with him, or really any fan, he would feel that pressure. And he and I, it's not that he doesn't know that it exists, but at some point, there's that distinction between. I know my job is safe. I know what I'm doing. And I've seen it work before to, you know, I'm an MLS coach, right? You're a fan. <laughs> that That's the distinction. But I 100% agree with you. I mean, that, like he said, it's also part of why he changed the system yeah. the way he did because he knows, you know, I can always go back. I think for me, though, the one thing is coming with this, you know, like MLS 
type of complacent style of you know coaching. If you're trying to tra- like, if you don't want to, st- if you want to stick in this league for the rest of your career, then that's fine. But if you want to translate this type of system into internationally, whether it's the men's national team, whether it's you know coaching another place. You're gonna really gonna have to transform the way you you know you coach because oh, because because now last season the reason why I'm saying that is because last season we were already putting him in the men's national team to replace Bear Hunter in the next cycle. That's because U.S. men's is a shit show right that, now. So yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, then again, we're you know. But but also that's the school that he came from. Yeah. Right. He came right. From that, yeah. yeah. So that's and I, I guarantee you it wouldn't be much different if Bill Hunter was the coach here. Like a lot of that comes. From, from within the school that they were yeah. taught at, right? So, I mean, me personally, season one, he would have been gone. I didn't like it. Yeah. And I didn't like I didn't like the way that he went about uh, the man management and whatnot. I think we did definitely needed, for a first-year team, we definitely needed not a new coach. <laughs> we needed someone with plenty of experience, mm. with a proven with a proven track record, or even just someone that knows his system well. A Ricardo Lavolpe, mm. maybe, right? This is El Maestro de los Maestros in, in Mexico. I mean, he has so many coaches that learn from him, right? I would have brought him on for a first year. The, my, my, my counter argument to that, right, to someone with a lot of experience, uh, this and that, that's something that's more traditionally seen in, in a Liga like Liga yeah. Mekis. Whereas... You look at a young coach such as Gonzalo Pineda that uh, had a shitty would, season. Would, would he have season. gotten that yeah. same backing in Mexico if nah. he had that shitty season with Atlanta? Nah, he would have been. Hell no, nah. he would have been now with the team that he had. And but look, look at look at how he's doing at the beginning of this season. It's been yeah. a, it's been a dream start for him. What are, what are they like? You know, I forget what the record is, but they're they're no, but they're playing good too. They're pretty like hot. That, that, they're pretty hot. The um, but he, the, I guess the counter argument to that is that he has. A very well-rounded squad. Well-rounded squad, exactly, and exactly. But what I'm saying is this: what I'm trying to get at is this league is a little bit more uh, process, long-term goal. Very much that versus ahora. Give me the fucking. I'm, I hired you this season. I want results this season. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it does not work like that yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I think it's a good segue to El Clásico Nacional. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, let's get in there. I don't want to go in there, but. Vamos, <laughs> vamos, America. What was the score, Coca? Chivas America in el Estadio Omni Life this Saturday. America won visiting uh, the Estadio Omni Life 4 to 2. 4 to 2. Oof. That's one of those uh, historic results right there. Like, I don't know. It's probably, hey, not, it's you probably know not the worst, yeah. but it's like up there. Ya me estaba sudando because after the second score from Chivas, I was like, si se conectan. Hey, the, Damn, the, that would have been a, a, an embarrassment. There's been epic comebacks before. There's been. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen those four, you know, 4-0 turn into 4-4 at the yeah, end. Yeah, So, I think America huele a campeón. Again? Again. Okay. This is the process of every year. Oh. America hey. ilusiona. Ganamos uno cada... <laughs> ganamos uno <laughs> cada... <laughs> ganamos uno cada cinco años. And it's already that time. Um... I, I think I think uh, here's here's why because if if Chivas would have you know and I want to be right because I want America to be campeón but if Chivas would have made a comeback 
then I would be like, yeah, yeah. That you know. coach would have been <laughs> on a, on a uh, we had a heat on there. Yeah, on pero, him, pero yeah. tiene, tiene, eh, la América huele campeón. The, 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 and America is better whenever they're not like first place and they're like four fifth. Y luego, luego se meten al final y, y terminan. Tienen la maldición it, del it's all, it's all, you know, not getting in that first place. Like you start fourth place because then they still have something to prove. You still have yeah. something to prove. And you also, unless you like, you end up playing a, a team, you know, like say you, you end up like in the semifinal, you play a first or third, then you have to play away. But if you keep close in that, in the Azteca, you have a better chance. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, America's se ha campeonado cuando no gana el primer lugar. So I think, I think there's a high, there's a high, a high for me. There's a high percentage we're gonna take it this year. I think you're getting very ahead of yourself, Richie. <laughs> I, I was asking just for this game analysis. I didn't, I didn't ask for your your uh, predictions for the entire America season. Hey, we, we know the formula. America's campeón, va a ser campeón, va a ser campeón, and then they get eliminated. Hey, don't don't get don't get salty because <laughs> just remember how many how many fingers do I have here? <laughs> that's, that's. I, I will tell you this the the thing with America against uh, Chivas right now is that America's pretty much always in that conversation. They are, but, which Chivas has been lacking in the They've been last lacking. years. This yeah, is the it, first year that they equipo chico. that they're kind of getting back. <laughs> they're kind of getting back a little bit of their swagger, getting back a little bit of their hope yeah, with, the, with this new coach. With this new coach. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, and, and it's it's good for Mexico. To have Chivas be yeah. good, it it's tough. Like, look, I grew up as a Chivas fan, uh, just through th- through my family, through my cousins, my 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 dad. You know, they they were a big influence on me, and that was like that was like my first uh, love of the game. You know what I mean? I, that was my first love, uh, yeah. Chivas. Sorry, Coco, this is the only time I can actually talk trash because this is this is the only time you're being a dick. Yeah, <laughs> I've always been nice, but uh, anytime you say the word Chivas, I'm like, oh, America. But what I'm trying to get at is, look, I don't, I haven't followed the the Liga, the Liga Mekis as qué? much as I as I used to. I don't know, and it, it's one of those things that I think. Um, as, I, as I started to, you know, watch, you know, I left, I left my home, you know, I left Houston, I, you know, I, I came to Austin, I started my life here, started watching different games, started watching different leagues, and it just kind of lost a little bit of its its appeal to me. I don't know why. I, it's just not something that I followed as much. So I don't know if um, that's just a personal thing or more of a who do you talk to, like like your your, your friends that really follows Liga Mekis? That's my question. For me, if I'm going to talk to someone, it's probably going to be Fucho. <laughs> Fucho is the one that can. But if I'm yeah. not talking to him about it, I'm probably not talking to him. That's what I'm saying. It it, 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 it's more limited compared to what I used to remember yeah. going to school and everybody was talking about. Yeah. It's a La very Corna, different thing. I, I, I am, I'm with you because I fell off from Santos a little bit. It's my first love. That's what as I'm well, saying. Right? But, 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 but why, why do you, you think, lose it? Why do you why do you think that happens as we as we've gotten older? Maybe for for Richie it's different because, like I said, America has always been. Porque somos los mejores. I mean, the results are there, right? Santos, just not that long ago, was in a final. The course to that final, I can tell you halfway through, I was pretty lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I, I always keep up with signings. I watch the game. But as far as me keeping up with the team here and there, I lost a lot of track of it when Austin FC came in. Mm. And during the that little golden era that Madrid had, I also lost a lot of track of Aust- uh, Santos. 
So yeah. it, it's easy. It's really hard to manage, and it's easy it's, to. It's a lot of just a, a lot but of football it, to yeah, consume. It's a lot, and especially because you also within you so let's say like me, I support three teams, but you also want to watch the big important games of the Premier League, right. or, and you know right. the Bundesliga, the good games, right? So, so what I'm trying to get at is, you know, I follow the scores too. I follow kind of what's happening. I follow who's campeón. I watch a little bit of the Liga here and there, but. Um, I think as as a whole, like the the allure has the, of the tournament has lost a little bit to me. But is that is that something that you can think of, that a problem to Liga MX in terms of you know being, they they being have lost uh, they have had lost sure. uh, like viewership. I mean, it's appeal in general. It, yeah. the, the the appeal is not there mainly because like say MLS here now they have. The big signings, like it's like Carlos Bella, toy, right? Uh, Bell, pero uh, the the one thing is, it's it, they they just need to find a way to make it more attractive. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know what it is, what's missing, but it, it has fallen off. But I'll tell you this: but when, it really when, just when, when, when I watch when I watch a game, I am very impressed with the talent and quality. Of the games, and that's so, the and you're like, oh my god, dude. Why? That's, that's the difference. The quality is like yes, amazing. Tienen jugadores. Tú ves un partido de León, un partido del América, un partido de de Pachuca, de Cruz Azul, Tigres, Monterrey. You see some badass fucking They, shit. Dude. And and this season, I don't know, maybe because of the what happened in the World Cup in Qatar, pero los jugadores en, en la Liga MX, man, they're playing a little more. They're like a little they more. They're a little prove. more fit. Yeah, yeah. They want to prove something, and be careful because, like, say if Mexico's, you know, like say tocó fondo, no pasando de la fase de grupos, and that hits, you know, every every single aspect, especially the economical one. Pero I think for me is um, it just the the okay the amount of of not the extranjeros that come in, but is The, how many players do you give a chance to, like in in a team like Chivas, the the, the one thing that really really bothers me is how overvalued a lot of the players are to Chivas. Yeah. Or you know even in in the Liga or if the players want to go to Europe, I mean you want to sell a player for 10 million, where in reality he could be maybe two million three million. Like say for example Linus, he went to Betis for yeah almost 12 million. I saw, fiasco. I, I saw him in El Clásico Regimontano and did not look good. Yeah, so, and it's like, say, in, in, in Mexico, it's just, uh, and then there's, uh, you know, sparkles here and there. When they first start, like, Lainez, los, los sobrevaloran, los venden caros, y luego no resultan, but there's not a process. Pachuca has done well with the players that they, very, they very you know. Well. It's a like different type of institution. I institution. think they've, yeah. they've they've based themselves off a European model. You know, what yeah, I mean? like, uh, they absolutely do. Yeah. I mean, so they, they model themselves. And, and, and then, like, now. say in in the past, Chivas had that. I don't know what happened. America's always had players. Si los sacan jugadores de, de cantera. I mean, yeah, here and there. Here's Al Raúl pretty, uh, Jiménez. Pretty pretty a lot more consistent than like people would think. Like, so. But and not because I'm an American fan, but let's say I, I want to see more players from from other teams come out. You know, like from Tigres. You know, who's your next guy that is from Tigres? Now that you're bringing from Europe, or you know, you're bringing from South America, but un un chavito que sea de Tigres, 
o de, de Monterrey también. Um, I think a lot of it just also has to go with just giving the players the chance to the ball. The, the, the different, like in, in the, the, dastri, the drastic, you know, radical changes in, in the MLS, we believe in progress and, you know, development and Mexico is more result-based. But you, you, you know what I think that is? Because Liga MX is a more established league. And MLS is what, 28 years old? It's it's it's, it's still comparison. developing. It's it young. really is just really developing. It's yeah. booming right now. Yeah. So, uh, to a certain degree, I, I can understand the the let's let's be progressive. Let's let's believe, right? Because you you have to believe in the project on on the long term. Yeah. Uh, but I that's it, it, you like quality. I mean, one of the things. My my favorite example of all time now mm. is what was Cecilio Dominguez for us? It's a DP player, right? He was, Absolute shit. He was a DP player. I mean, yes, as a yeah. person, right? But as a, as a player, oh, okay, he okay, was yeah. our DP player. Scored score more, more goals than Rigoni. He scored more goals than Rigoni, <laughs> so far at least. But you know what he is at Santos? It's a reserve player. Navanca. Not even there, bro. Sometimes not even there. Not even there. He sometimes. does not play. He does not play at Santos. And yeah. Santos is a struggling team right now. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah, a, it's a team the, that's struggling for attacking power. Yeah, make the cut. That shows the quality. That, yeah. yeah. So, now I'm not convinced that, I'm not saying Rigoni going to Santos would, would be bench. I mean, more than likely. Probably. Very likely. I'm not saying, but uh, just like I can tell you that, I can tell you Drusy goes to any Liga MX team and he's a guaranteed starter. Sure. He'll um, go to America and he'll touch Diego Valdez. Ooh. Mm, nah, I doubt it. And I tell you, and I tell you that. I will tell you that having watched Diego Valdez since Monarcas. Because he pero, played at Santos and I seen the irregularity that he had. Pero el, el pedo con Diego Valdez is the case. If you have one in the, like in a team like America right now, que yeah. está jugando bien, si lo tienes en un lugar, y, y el América, a los jugadores, a los pinches, los hace grandes. Para los grandes, los... los, los, los Diego Valdez was not un pinche when he went to America. No, pero, pero like, say, he wasn't, like, the, the, the big star, like... Like, I don't know, I've seen players way better than Diego Valdez. Llegan a la América y se apagan. Pero Diego Valdez, sin muchos reflectores... Works, pum, 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 he, pum. He's very inconsistent. Because he was at Santos. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you... Pero con el América. No. Sí, pero no ha aprendido tampoco. Like he he has his good moments. Don't get me wrong. He's a quality quality player. He would tear up MLS. But the thing is, like in, in America, he knows that. Uh, hey, si no te vas a la banca, and that's why he's like playing. That's why yeah, he's but, starting. But he also has his diva moments. I mean, it was the last season I think I saw. He went to. He got called off and hasta tirando cosas a la banca y todo. Pero gracias por like un jugador que se enoje. ¿Por qué me sacaste, güey? And then come back the next game. Yeah, moment. but I guarantee you. If you have a if you if you're a coach, you're an America coach, mm -hmm. and you have Drusi and you have Valdez, you're, you're not playing with a Mira, double ten. I'll tell you that. Come on, bro. Not even in FIFA, bro. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, might, it might work for 45, but not a full <laughs> idea. I'll tell you that. Not with the counter attack no. that goes in the Liga Hey man, I, I I've loved it. I love the chat. Honestly, look, I, I I used to look at an America result like that, and like it it would hurt me so much, and I'd be like, fuck. 
But now I look at it, and I'm like, I look at it as a fan of football, and I saw some beautiful goals. Yeah. Uh, I saw some great yeah. plays, and I saw a very, uh, I saw an entertaining game. It didn't go the way I wanted it yeah. to, but that's fine. That's football. So, like, I mean, like saying, then like Barça Real, Barça one, two to one. Mm-hmm. Which which team do you feel like it's? You're more of a like say whenever your team wins or your team loses, de todos los clásicos que tú ves, de los equipos que ves, ¿cuál es el que como que sí te sientes triste or you feel like super happy because they won? Uh, to be honest with you, man, uh, now, like, since I've been following more of the Premier League, when, when Man U loses, I, I, I get, I feel that one more, mm. but nowhere near to the extent that I, that I felt when I was 16 or when I was 21 or 23. With Chivas. Yeah. With, with Chivas or with, or with, or the Barca or, Barca, or whoever, any yeah. of my, my favorite teams. I, I think it's because like, as I've gotten older, I've just, you get a little more perspective. <laughs> like, like yeah. this is, I follow this team. I support them. But it, for me personally, if like they have a horrible result, I'm not gonna let it ruin my weekend, dude. Because I got I got people to take care of. Mm. So I'm a little bit detached. Yeah. I'm kind of a more detached fan, and I see other fans and they react pretty horribly, especially online. And you see like some reactions, and I I, I sympathize, I understand it, but I know that I'm that that's just not me anymore. Yeah. So, Duke Nephi. man. This was Como te fuese, week. you had a rough weekend. I man. had a really, really rough weekend. <laughs> Santos le metieron cuatro. Madrid um, lost. But the one that hurt the most was Austin. Austin. I think it's the first time I can actually say yeah. Austin really kind of hurt me more. And a weekend where that was a classical. Mm. Now, by no means am I detached from Madrid at all. Yeah, yeah. But I think I see the reality of the club. Right, and I see the reality of each club, and I see the rivalry that each club were, and the mm-hmm. reality of those uh, uh, rivalries are. Now the Santos one, I can't, I can't tell you that it didn't hurt because it did. Mm-hmm. But at this point, looking at the team, the way it's been going, it did not surprise me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it. I, I mean, I expected that maybe a two-one loss or something. But if if you watch that game, they got destroyed every which way. It's hard to watch, but nowhere, it didn't hurt nowhere as close as it as Austin did this weekend at least. It was hard. I remember, two under uh, the first season there was a Clásico, um, that coincided with a game against I think it was Seattle. I don't remember, and I was on the supporter section watching a Clásico on my phone. And oh well, it was that yeah, one that we lost for they lost. So you were celebrating goal de Drusi, goal de well, Busquets. No, because he didn't score that day, day, day either. <laughs> but I remember because the Clásico was finishing, uh, like when the first half started. Like so, we mm. already we were already in the stadium. I remember watching the four zero. I'm watching Austin FC with my Austin FC gear, but I'm I'm literally about to shed a tear watching this Clásico over Madrid. I could not enjoy the game. Yes. This weekend was a complete different thing. I, I mean, may, maybe I, I don't feel that way because I don't, I don't really have to take care of anybody like that. <laughs> maybe that's why yeah. I get a lot more into it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude. I, I, I'm known to <laughs> the take first the person that came to mind this weekend was you. It was like, man, how is Nephi doing? Man, I, I'm glad you came today, man. man I, <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, appreciate you coming by, bro. Yeah. Salud. 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 I can, I can tell you that this was. 
one of the weirdest weekends because one of the teams that I follow, I wouldn't really say support, support, but yeah. I, I like them. Uh, it's Venezia, uh, second division team in Italy. Mm. Beautiful kids. and they, They've been losing a lot. Is that the kids that you showed me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, bro, okay. That's crazy game. that you follow them, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I always keep up with them. Wow. I like watching their games, their yes. highlights and whatnot. Uh, and they have really rich history to them, too. It's yeah, like, yeah. If, you, if you're Venezia, able to look Venezia them up. Venezia has an incredible history. Right, yeah. They won this weekend, but every other team lost. No, no, I mean, I, I got my jersey out too, so I was like, you hey, gotta find, you gotta find joy with it. Yeah, you, joy. you have you to do because go. I mean, this sport is so beautiful that it gives everybody something, right? It gives you it, something. It gives. That's why it was like amazing, amazing this Saturday, just to, you know, after the game, vas a un restaurante donde hay regios, América está jugando, perdió las NFC. That's beautiful. Nah, I, I I saw something that I had never seen before um, this weekend on the FA Cup, uh, the FA Cup games with uh, Man United and Fulham. Mm-hmm. Um, Fulham was Man, Man United's other team I, I love and support. It's, I've been following them so hard this season, uh, and for the past couple of seasons it's been rough. Um, but they're doing pretty good this this year with uh with Eric Den Haag. Yeah, and they played Fulham. Fulham was dominating that game. They didn't deserve to. I don't think, man, you deserve to win three yeah. one the way Fulham was playing. But I saw some shit I'd never seen before. I saw a, a hat trick red card in the span of three minutes. So hat was that the trick. Casemiro game? No, 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 no. So F- Fulham was winning one zero. Con gol de cabeza de Mitrovic. Mm. You know he's a badass forward, real strong, yeah. kind of a hothead, which comes into play later. Um. Badass play on the win. You have Sancho doing his thing. Yeah. He cuts in. He shoots. And William sticks his hand out in front of the goal. He, he pulls a Luis Suarez. Uh. It goes to VAR. Tarjeta Roja. But in the process of the VAR review, mm-hmm. the coach comes up to him, comes up to the referee kind of mad and throws like a bottle or echa un berrinche. Yeah. Es que Roja. Mitro, Mitrovic, the guy uh, who scored, he, pushed the ref, he comes right? up to the ref, and he pushes the ref, <laughs> that's gets right, in that's his right. fucking face, dude, like gangster style. No, those Serbians are nothing to mess with, bro. They saca una pinche roja. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm like, I guess, man, United's going to get a PK. Bruno Fernandez does his thing. He buries it. Yeah. Now you're playing. You went from winning a game 1-0. Casi... Minute 75, yeah. minute 70 something. <laughs> You're 20 minutes away from a semifinal to going down, to getting tied up one-on-one and losing two players. That's crazy, bro. So anyways, man, you ended up winning that game three to one. Um, crazy game. And then on the on the flip side, since we're yeah. talking about derbies, Man City took care of their business against Burnley six to zero. Man, Haaland. Haaland, a scoring machine. Goals at 32, 35, 59. <laughs> And low-key, Julian Alvarez doing his thing, too, at 62 and 73. But, man, dude. Eight goals in two games. That guy is, that guy is insane, dude. And what's scary about him is that after, in his post-game conferences, he's, like, talking about what he can improve. A player that scores hat-tricks like nothing, like a regular thing. He's scary, man. Very. He's, he's, he's going to be a problem. So, do you think he's going to stay in Man City? No. No? No. No, I think, I think it's all gonna tie in, and maybe this is me being biased, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think, with what happened with Mbappe, to Madrid, 
I yeah. think the flip coin is going to be Haaland, and I really sincerely hope so. Now, I there's a little thing there that's kind of stopping that from happening, and that is that Madrid signed Endrick, the young Brazilian, and he's supposed to be that starting number nine later on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. I hate seeing Madrid pass on generational number nines for potential because – I mean, I was pretty upset when they let when they let Luis Suarez go to Barcelona. Mm. That was, that for me, I I was like, oh, damn, like that's that's a killer, like, and I would I would have loved to see him there. I was pretty like, anyway, we got him, but we don't get him for another four months, five months. Yeah, but <laughs> and that, that but then, the player, yeah, yeah, but he gave yeah. a lot too. Um, insane, no, insane I, stuff going on, man. Yeah, I, I do want to say, bro. I have, I I used to follow Man United yeah. as a kid, yeah, and now I have zero sympathy for Man United. Oh, 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 oh. Those are fighting words because because well more lately because of the Cristiano situation, right? So oh, okay. What what are your feelings on that? I feel like the more stuff comes out, it the worse it looks on United. Cause I, yeah, because I don't know if you saw like the most recent uh, the. Georgina, uh, Cristiano's um, girlfriend, they they released like a documentary, or they're like they have like a little series. Yeah, and so um, it came out on, on one of the episodes that she had three miscarriages mm-hmm. before the the last uh, one where they lost one kid, right? To me, looking back at all the events and the way that it happened, let alone it being Cristiano, right? Could it, mm-hmm. it could have been Bruno Fernandez, anybody? But I feel like the way the board manages managed that, I feel like that was very poorly. Don't get me wrong, the interview with Pierce Morgan was a horrible move on Ronaldo. Yeah, but I think now Pierce Morgan, yeah, very respected journalist. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> a lot, right? But I can now understand a little bit more of Cristiano's anger to get that interview out. No, yeah, for sure. I I, I think the situation with him is it's horrible. The way that they they treated him and the situation with his wife and the miscarriages, in absolutely deplorable. But I've started to realize this: like you look at organizations as a whole, and it's hard to it's hard to love them entirely. Mm. Yeah, For me yeah. personally, looking at the situation in Barcelona, you look at the entire situation financially and all that shit that's going on. How can I love that? How can yeah. I love allegations of? You know, pain, corruption, corruption yeah. and, and, and referees and shit like that. That's that's fucking horrible. I look at Man United. I look at the Glazers. Yeah. I see what they've done. You, I'm I, I'm not gonna love that. I'm not gonna accept that. But what I've kind of con- consolidated, you know, this is what I love. This is what I support. Are is is the team, mm-hmm. the club, the the, club cl- the, the yeah. team, the players, the, the ones that go on the field, and the coach, whether he makes hard decisions or not. I I thought the way. Ten Hag dealt with Cristiano was, to me, kind of as best you can deal with that situation. Yeah, I, I, because I personally I, feel there was a lot of context between both of them that wasn't given to each other. Yeah, but. yeah, he dealt with it as best as he could, and I think it it, it worked out for him because it 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 could have been it could have been really ugly. You could have had a situation. I don't know. You look at Conte; he went nuclear at the yeah. at, at the Tottenham yeah at the Tottenham press that's gonna conference fire, mm. that's gonna backfire on him too yeah eventually. motherfucker was on Ryanair yeah, on, the way, on the way back <laughs> to up. Italy um but 
Yeah, dude, I I understand where I I understand where you're coming from, and and I think it's unfortunate uh, for for Ronaldo to return to Man United in the way it turned out. Um, yeah, I I personally don't think he should have came went back. I think yeah. it was a fairy tale. It was yeah. I, it, it was a it was like good in his head, good in someone's vision, but not good. In yeah, reality. No. yeah, but but I do want to ask you, mm-hmm. you being a Man, a Man United fan, how do you feel about Qatar now trying to own? United and it being a very likely situation because I, I personally I mean you know Barcelona Madrid Atletico Madrid are one of the few clubs in the world that are still f- technically fan owned right they're 51% socio owned mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then the owners or part owners of PSG are the ones trying to buy United now UEFA right now has a rule where no un- you can't monopolize like the, the teams. yeah not, yeah but you can play Champions League so let's say but both qualify for Champions League one of them can't play it mm. so no yeah. I, how, how how do you feel so about that I, I look at the English Premier and I see that happening a lot you know you have this nation states you yeah. have you have uh, uh, Middle East organizations investing, kind of yeah. investing heavily uh, I I don't like it I don't like it uh, because I think it, it it takes away from the purity of the sport I, I th- agree I think it takes away from the purity of the sport I think it 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 sports washes uh, countries that 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 do pretty horrifying things or that are involved in some some type of wars against your neighbors and shit and it, it makes it look like hey look we own a team we're a legitimate uh, organ we're a legitimate country that that is good that that is doing some good so it's like yeah. sports washing them. Um, and I think it just pumps the game with so much money that no other team can compete. No, and it's, or, or it's very, healthy. Very few teams can compete, so it it, it creates a situation where uh, it just lopsides the who who can come play to this team. Like we're talking about the Highlands, like those generational yeah. talents. They're they're gonna go to the same teams all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. So I'm not I'm not a huge I'm not not a fan at all of like Qataris. Uh, probably owning Man United or, or bit, putting a bid, but also, what can I do about it? No, no, I, <laughs> absolutely no, no, no. That, that's a whole issue in itself, yeah. right? I mean, I, I feel pretty helpless for that type of stuff. Yeah, just like yeah. just like the World Cup in in Qatar, like a lot of shit that I was that, that I was not cool with. Yeah, it, yeah. But what can I do? Like, yeah. um, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to grapple with, but it's good to have the conversation and to think about and just. Not turn a blind eye to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I I can tell you as a Madrid fan, right? I I would hate, I would hate for Madrid to turn their eye on to doing that. Which is why I applaud uh, Florentino Perez for trying to keep the club afloat and trying to compete with these uh, with these market prices that the Qatar in itself have uh, have put out there. I mean, because a lot of people want to say, yeah, lo, los Galacticos, and that broke the market. I mean. Yes, you can say that, but take a look at it this way. Look at the players that they were paying those big fees for. They paid a hundred million for Ronaldo, not some player that's been playing in first division for three years. Mm-hmm. They they paid a hundred million for a proven generational, once in a lifetime, uh, talent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they paid the seventy for Zinedine Zidane, type of things like that. Now we're talking about Bellingham, which is a great, outstanding player. Mm-hmm. We're talking about bottom line, 120, 150. I think that's if you can, if you put me on a balance, who's worth 150, Bellingham or Zidane? I think I'm gonna pick Zidane. 
any of the any the, in their prime or whichever at this point in their career. So I think I I really hope. United doesn't doesn't go that way. Yeah, but it looks it, with every indication it shows that yeah. that it's probably going to go that way. Yeah, so. Unfortunately, but so let's let's. Ho- I really hope for the, for the betterment of the sport. I hope it never uh, uh, it goes yeah. that far. I just the, with the way the prem prem league is going, I think yeah, with a lot with it's, all it's, that money, it's becoming normalized now. And you know, you look at how much money uh, a team like Chelsea has spent on yeah. the, on their on their on their team this season. Yeah, it's more than than. Than every team combined in, in like, their history, in, in, yeah, in, yeah. In CDI. Like you look at other uh, other teams, you just can't compete with that shit. And no. it's, it's, and, it's, and it's mind you, that's an American owner. Yeah, you know that. That's yeah, Todd Bowley. Yeah, yeah, American it's, owner. Yeah, so um, it, it's insane. It to me, the root of the problem is not necessary, necessarily Qatar, which honest, you know, you said it yourself. Uh, they're not necessarily the best organizations. Yeah, but for me, it's the amount of money. That has been looked at the sport as a business. That's making, right. which is also uh, like lose, making us lose interest, or making the leagues not prosper like Liga MX. You want everything. you want to talk about money issues? This last time you were here, we were talking about money issues for for Barcelona. Oh, we were yeah. talking about mm-hmm. a, a lot about them, and those problems haven't really necessarily left. <laughs> no, if they if anything, worse. they've gotten <laughs> they more worse, problems. Yeah, yeah. But going into this Clásico, there's a lot of. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. a lot of backstory. Yeah, There's a lot of shit going on. But um, what did you guys? What were your thoughts on the game? Pinche para seguro. I mean, you you for Barcelona is like if you don't win it, you're gonna give Real Madrid those three minutes. Very similar to a Champions League, and they're gonna take advantage of it, and they're gonna make a comeback. Luckily, we ended up taking it. But I was I was like, man, if, if if it's a tie, and there's that's like a you know an oxygen tank for for Real Madrid to finish the the Liga. I mean, especially now that they're going on an international break. But yeah, as far as Madrid, I can tell you, I horrible performance. I I do not know where Carlo Ancelotti got that we deserve to win. Absolutely not. The team, let alone against a rival should always be aiming to finish the game. And, I mean, of course, last season with the Champions League and Las Remontadas and whatnot, it, it, it's a beautiful story, but it's not what you want to aim for. You do never want to aim for having to come back. Like, I don't I don't see it. I didn't see tactics going well. I And I don't, I just blame when it comes to Madrid. I don't like excuses. Mm. I don't like having to depend on an offside which you can say it was or wasn't. It doesn't matter. It, you should not have to depend on that. Yeah. Now, another thing is, I look at this season specifically, I look at it as two different Madrid teams. There's La Liga, Real Madrid, and there's Champions, Champions League. Yeah. yeah. And you can do things, you can play games like they did at Anfield, yeah. right? Where it's, you start bad and then five. Yep. And then you can do things like you, they do against the small teams in the Liga, which you can later on go uh, go against, say, refereeing and this and that. Because it is a fact, and I hope you guys agree with me, that the refereeing in the Liga is MLS-level trash, if not worse. Yeah, they, it, it's, it's horrible for anybody. Like, I, I, not, not just Madrid. It's horrible altogether. Like it, and it doesn't help. 
you know, with all due respect yeah. to all Barcelona fans, that these that there's these calls that it almost seems like there's still these payments going on. Now, there's no proof of that. There's proof of all the other years, right? But to me, at least during the in the heat of the game, I'm like, is this fucking riff paid off? Yeah. Because you know, but at the same time, yeah, thinking about it now, it's like that this should there should be no reason why this Madrid team should not be at least on par on level mm-hmm. points with Barcelona. They lost so many unnecessary points for no reason. I'm a very when it comes to results, at the end of the day, I'm more like you have ninety minutes to get to, you know, win a game. You know, if you don't win a game in those 90 minutes and you're worried about the, you know, the ref's calls, no, dude, at the end of the day, like, your job is to win that game. Absolutely. Whether the ref is doing a great job or not. Si el referee por él metieron cinco goles, okay, then there's a problem. But if it was, uh, you know, close offsides, you know, what about, like, my team? What did you do? Why did they score? I think... You know, at the end of the day, referees, they have a very minimal effect on, on games. Unless, you know, you're talking about, like, they dieron tres penales por una que... Yeah. It was weird. It was weird, but, like, you, you I'm very similar. To, like, with yours, it's like, where Barcelona loses, it's like, hey, man, you fucking lost. Dude, they, it's because they have yeah. the squads yeah. for it. Like, like, there's no need for Like, I get it. It's fantasy and the underdog story, right? We lived that with Austin yeah. FC. But... With the squad you have, with the history you carry, what need is there for you to be losing all these small games? Yeah. Now, not saying the Clásico is obviously the biggest game in the world. Yeah. It's the most viewed. It's the, but yes, two rivals should be should not be. Those games should be lived more with passion than technicality now. Yeah. And I don't feel like Madrid showed that on Sunday. I just don't feel like they went into that game. I'm not saying they didn't went into the game thinking they were going to win, mm-hmm. but I don't think they showed the intensity like they do in Champions League. I would love to know why that is. Uh, unfortunately, that's something that stays in their locker room. They know what it is. Maybe maybe it's a mental block as well, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe they feel like they've been uh, um, uh, what's the word perjudicados. Uh, like they've been not having been getting that, calls yeah. uh, in La Liga, which I I see it. It's very frustrating. Yeah. But that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the reason why you throw away La Liga. Yeah, because then if if like say for example like the last how many seasons you won there in a row, you know whether bad calls from refs or not. Yeah, you I mean, did no, your that, you did your luck. shit. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. And I mean, now what they like like I said, the only thing you can kind of argue. Is this thing that came up with Barcelona and the refs, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, a lot yeah. of those La Ligas were not lost by too many points. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is why it kind of raises the like legitimacy of it f- to some fans. I mean, if you if you were to really ask me, what do I think about it? Is okay. Well, you know what? It happened. They paid it off, and we lost those titles. Yeah. At the end of the day, now should it be looked into and you know, do a full investigation. Now it's it's uh, way above FIFA. Now it's in uh, Spain's uh, uh, court of law. So we'll see what happens with that. But, but it's all record. 
Pónganse las pilas y no andan diciendo cochinadas. Dude, last time you were here, you had this like incredible polo, like really nice Real Madrid yeah. polo. So I felt like you were going to wear it today or something similar. So I, I had to step up my game. I know you got it underneath. I, got, I don't got the polo, but I, I got this I had, one. I had, yeah, to, yeah. I, I had to step up my game too. I, got, I love it. It's I love that blue color. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually forgot I was wearing this, but uh, yeah, I got this new nice polo. Like right now, I'm enjoying what Barcelona can produce because who knows what's gonna happen with what's. <laughs> hey, like you gotta enjoy what you I have. It. Enjoy it while I have it, dude. I'll, I'll tell you this: uh, as much as I, because Barcelona. I, I personally do not see how people support it. I, like, obviously, I, I've seen it, right? How do I, I don't understand it, and I don't. I well, mean, I, I'll I see the Ronaldinho's and the stuff. No, no, no. Right? I'll, I'll tell you how I support it. When I see a Barcelona, I, I, I don't see so much, uh, like, a like a history of, of winning, a history of, like, titulos or... Yeah. I, I, I go back to that essence of uh, of the of the word, you know. It, it's more it's more than a club, Mexican club, right? Uh-huh. It's more than a club. So what does that what does that mean to me? To me, that means um, the the overall style, like the eras that they marked in football, like the, the ideas that changed with Tiki Taka, like that type of game, a very collective, organized, very beautiful, a very collective, beautiful, uh, elaborate game that maybe you don't always get the result, but but the way the way it looks, I think it's art. The way the way that that Barcelona football has looked to me since I started watching since I started viewing them like around the you know late '90s, early 2000s, you know, it started to change. Like Ronaldinho kind of marked an era for me because I was kind of when I when my fandom kind of like peaked and with the with the Tiki Taka with Pep with with Messi and with everybody Iniesta, Xavi that were there, but it was never so much like Barcelona is like winning everything. It was just the style that they played and that. They they still try to bring some of those elements, although football has evolved past Very the Kitaka. Much, yeah. It's evolved past that. You yeah. you have to move past it. But it's it, it's that sense of uh, of of art to me that 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 allows me to just say I support Barcelona. To me, when when Barcelona wins the way that they do, I think it's a win for football. That's obviously my my yeah. op- opinionated view of it. But that's how I see it. Right. I have grown respect for. A Madrid approach to the way they play tournaments, to the way they play finales, yeah. to the way they they finish what they started. You know what I mean? When it, when it uh-huh. comes to a, to a Champions League, they finish what they start, um, and they, they they never back down. I've gained respect for that over time, but uh, yeah, like like I was saying before, I'm I'm just a fan of the of the the artistry of football. I I, I think for uh, like a lot of like Barcelona fans, like because you, you explained it very well, and and for me, it's a and the way I see it from an outside point of view is it's a beautiful story that's been sold for a almost too good to be true story. Because if you, this game, they didn't win beautifully. Right? This game against yeah. Madrid. Yeah. Now, the you, you can go back and forth between Madrid Barca, but yeah. I, I want to go take a step back and look at it as an overall, right? You go ask these little La Liga teams how they feel about Barcelona and Madrid, they hate them. And that's and they don't look past it, not because of the result, but because of what the clubs are. And for me, that's probably more than what it is. For me, it's probably more like what I've seen the club do. And, like, it it, it, it honestly kind of saddens me a little bit that, like, all these great, like, uh, when they won the six titles and this beautiful tiki-taka play, it honestly kind of saddens me a little bit as a football fan that it's being tainted 
with these type of scandals. I think, uh, not as a Madrid fan, as a football fan, it, yeah. it it's it's sad <laughs> to see that all these uh, beautiful style of play is being tainted by that. No, I, I agree. I agree. I hate that it's being tainted by it. Um, and I think you have to look at it. You can't turn a blind eye to it. I mean, I've, I had something, you know, a similar thing. This type of shit happens in sports where very successful teams are caught in some type of scandal and it taints it. So, but, but the thing, but the thing about sports that, that I believe is a hundred percent true is are people going to remember maybe someone like you will remember cause you're, you're, you're like a super diehard Madrid fan, but are you going to remember what they, what they did in, in the Jornada Siete of the 2014 no, season? No, 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 but you remember how it made you feel. Yeah, when it happened, mm. and I think that's what, uh, like, as a as a fan, you feel what 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 I felt when Barcelona won those titulos when they when they were performing at the, at their highest level was that feeling of euphoria. So yeah. this taint taintedness, it's yeah, it it, it does kind of ruin it for me, but it doesn't take it away. No, 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 yeah, I, I, yeah. absolutely, and that's yeah. and that's why I'm I'm one of the people that says you know what they won the titles after all. Yeah, I what, think, what, I what think is, you you can't take them away like they did with like Juve. Yeah, you know Juve. Yeah, they they took their titles. Yep, yep. and they sent them to second division. Yes, but what, what I'm trying to get at is even if the titles are t- let's say the titles are taken away and yeah. the story still lived it, I still lived it, yeah. and I still remember yeah. how that game made me feel. Yeah, and and that's the most important part of right. it. Right, it's the, it's the how your club makes you feel and yeah. why, and because at the end of the day, that's why you represent it. Yeah, and that, and that's why it doesn't matter. Uh, like the people that support those small clubs, they're not there because of results, and we know that. Because if that's what the case, they'll be supporting the big teams only, right? Yeah, they're there for the upsets. They're yeah. there for, for for like the yeah. the story, the journey. La, si, yes. la garra, la, la, yeah, that one resultado, those, those Cinderella yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah, right. But not everybody can be can get to those levels and True. and that's that's also what makes the sport so beautiful but like i'm a, i'm a like when it comes to classicos when it comes to derbies i'm a i'm i'm more of a person that i look at it as like si ganamos ganamos porque jugamos bien y si perdemos somos porque perdemos bien and i give a shit like about the other team like uh, like my the other team like yeah now i do want to like okay si se estudia un equipo como juega el, el cualquier equipo como lo juegas Cómo juega Dynamo, cómo juega, cómo cómo vas a enfrentar el partido, cómo lo vas a competir, you know, getting prepared for that. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like my focus has always been like my team, like and and that's like and I think like what like what a like it goes from both sides, Barcelona and America, Barcelona and, and Real Madrid, is it's become a the argument between both of them is always se tiran como que güey. No, that's the fans, bro. Yeah, that, but it's that's like, only between fans because I can tell you right now. Uh-huh. Florentino is going to help Laporta with yeah. whatever he needs. Yeah, because they, yeah. they need to help each, each other. Yeah. They depend they, on each yeah. other. Yes. Yes. They, they feed the of Batman each other, and Joker, right? yeah. The Superliga, yeah. all of this, yeah. they feed of each other. So, so they, they, that is a fan thing, absolutely. Yeah. So, is, and, and, and I'm more like, thing. yeah, and then I say, like, in a, like, the way I look at it, uh, football, I've always been, I've always been a, a person that it's, you know, it's on me type of thing. Mm-hmm. Anything that happens that I'm a part of, if, if, you know, for example, if this recording doesn't go well, it's because I didn't connect the video right or I didn't right. do anything right. 
I'm not gonna blame it on 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 Coke, you know, wearing the Barcelona shirt and you wearing this shirt right. and this throwing off my 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 white balance. It's kind of like no, I have to be prepared for for all of this stuff. Like it it, it you know, like any result, it's always gonna fall on on me when I'm involved. You heard Josh Wolf, right? That's what something Josh Wolf should be. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, absolutely. So that, that's I'm like every time I hear like you know the fans. I'm like, wait. What I started yeah. doing is precisely that when yeah. it comes to Clásicos. I kind of, because it used to bum me out so much. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you, I go days mad. Damn. But what I, what I learned yeah. is that, it's, yes, it's our biggest rival. Yes, these games matter a lot. La Liga but you have yeah. to step back and look at the long picture, right? So yeah. now, yes, it did hurt me. But to me, it's like, well, La Liga's been lost for a minute now, for at least yeah. for me. Like, I'd rather focus on that Copa del Rey game that we're, get, that we have, we're down to 1-0 and that we have to come back to. I'd rather focus on that right yeah. now. Like, it is a game-to-game thing. And so now I want to focus on that. I want to focus on Champions League. You get your revancha yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, what? it's just like we were saying in the beginning. It's yeah. it's a long season. It's a lot of fast-paced things. And you don't you have to just keep moving. You know, it is, it is what it is. We lost El Clásico. You know what? It sucks. Move on. Right, on to the next thing. Because that's what big teams do. That's what Barcelona does. You know, as well in their time. And they do it now. They, they're unfortunately out of Europa League. So what now, right? Now they focus full force on La Liga. Yeah, full force, force, on, La Liga. force on La Liga and Copa del Rey because I'm pretty sure they're preparing for that too very well. Yep. So that that that's just that's what that's what I kind of like about Austin FC as well that they're preparing with that type of mentality because it is a big club mentality. What I don't like is that they're they're not necessarily taking the proper steps in to preseason get yeah. to get there, but that does come with time. Which is the process. So we'll we'll see on that. Spot on. Spot on. Man. That was a good episode. Yeah. I, I, th- I think I, like I, I, I think lot. we gave it a good enough, enough time for each yeah. each phase. El clásico de Mexico, el clásico español, el la rivalidad de acá contra el Dynamo. Yes, um, for sure. Nev, I I I wanna I wanna uh, give you gratitude, man. Thank you for coming coming in, man. You really always come with the with the thorough analysis, but more than anything else, that that great perspective that I think um, me just based on where I come and what I follow and what I what I hold dear, you always have a a fresh perspective in my in my mind because you you give me the other side of the coin that that I don't familiarize myself as much, especially with Real Madrid when it comes to their differences with Barca and like kind of their mentality. So appreciate you for coming by, man, and. Everything. Every time you come by, you you add a different flavor to the to the podcast, man. So, so uh, th- th- thanks for having me. And I mean, yeah, same same. Likewise, I mean, I like seeing. That's why. That's why I like asking you guys questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially within this about rivalry. Menu, about, yeah, yeah, because it's we're always learning about the sport, yeah. right? And and like like I've said in the first episode, mm. the, for me, this is what I love to do, right? It's foot football is what I want to do, and learning about it every day is what makes this even more fun. And mm-hmm. so, what more than to learn about your rivals? I mean, I wish I could sit down with a Dynamo fan, but 
and talk to them, but th- th- that seems a lot more impossible than I really talked to a person. Nothing is impossible. It's not impossible, but man. <laughs> yeah, next, next those, episode. Those Twitter conversations. I know a couple of guys. <laughs> it's different, man. Yeah. It's Twitter so, is different. It, outside. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so yeah. easy to be an asshole on Twitter, but like to be an asshole in real life, you, like you can't face be, to face. You can't yeah. be the same asshole. Like say, and it's different to be an asshole in in a large group of of fans Barry. than when you're at a <laughs> one table one talking. like like uh-huh. this like we're talking right now. So it's a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- much more much different. But uh, uh, thanks again for having me, guys. It's it's always great to have these conversations and don't think, let's keep on learning about this. Excited, sport. excited U- for U- the uh, ultimo, Copa del Rey. Yeah, yeah ultimo sure. ultimo pregunta. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a quick advice to Wolf. Stick to your guns. And make them work. Stick to your guns and make them work. You're there for a reason. You're a professional. So make sure that you show the fan base why you're there and why last season worked. Okay. That That's all. That's all I got for him. He knows what he's doing. Okay. You're not, you're not in a, in a crisis. You're, you're, in, you're in a, a period of, of bad results and, Acknowledge it. Be honest with it. Be honest with yourself and the team. Uh, but back, back your squad, and back the true and tried and tested ideas that you had in that second season that 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 created such beautiful game style. You know, beautiful plays up and down the field. That fluid soccer that we haven't seen as much. Mm. Um, and just sh- shake your guys a little bit. Let them know, like. Hey man, let loose. Let the cannons loose, and have some confidence in yourselves, especially your backline and your frontline. <laughs> especially the backline. <laughs> if they shoot cannons in the off on the defense, make sure they shoot it away from away the from the goal. <laughs> <laughs> you listening, Tarek? Away from the goal. Tarek, hey, no, hey. No speaking of, we forgot about uh, este Lara. Emilio Lara scored a. A uh, similar one. Oh, <laughs> that's right, that's yeah, yeah. Should, saw, hey, we're trying to help you guys out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, like Bocha tells Fagundes, who he, you know, I'm pretty sure he tells him every game or before every game, smile. The day you stop smiling, that's the day you're, you know, you shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. But smile. You're you're in a in a place where a lot of people wish could be. The players are in a place where a lot of people wish they could be. So enjoy it. Have fun. Like we all come in. Trust your process. Trust trust your shit. Do your work. Know what you did last year. You can do it again. Let loose. And nos vamos al Hong Kong en Tijuana si ganas. That's a, that's a church in, in uh, Laredo. That, that serves really good food, right? Andale. ¿Cómo sabes? I heard, I heard stories. Se cuidan, se portan bien. Arriba en América. El Barcelona. El Austin FC. Y abajo las Chivas. Y el oh, Santos. Y a la Madrid. Y abajo el Real Madrid. <laughs> y yo en la puerta, no te vayas a la cárcel. <laughs> Adiós. Bye.